Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. A lot of interesting stories going on. And yeah, you have a whole lot of people in this country feeling like things are out of control. Like 71% of Americans. Crazy. And you understand why. There's a good thing, though. We have a guy in charge. The commander-in-chief. He's a uniter. Mm-hmm. And he has a way of calming any sort of situation. And being honest, just a hard-working, blue-collar man. It's true. Joe Biden. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, he is uh, relatable, too. So yesterday he was giving a briefing on what the federal government is doing to respond to Hurricane Adalia, uh, which wreaked havoc across the southeastern United States and, and was announcing disaster relief, not only for the states affected by the hurricane and tropical storm, but for Hawaii, uh, which is still trying to rebuild and 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 find people who are still missing yeah. after the wildfire on Maui, uh, and astoundingly, I actually couldn't believe it when I when I saw this. He brought up that stupid kitchen fire story again. Come well, on, he's, he's the consoler in chief. He wants he, to know, wants everyone to know it's relatable to him. So, so but you again, lost some family members. They died. He almost lost a Corvette once. Yeah, he he had a minor kitchen fire in yeah. 2004 after a lightning strike outside yeah. of his house. Mm-hmm. It was quickly contained. There was some smoke damage and hassle with insurance and all that stuff, but nobody almost died. His Corvette was fine. Everything, what about the cat? I thought the cat was the in peril there for a little bit. The cat was fine if he even had oh. a cat. I, he, I have okay. a sneaking suspicion he's lying about the damn cat, too. Okay. But he, could be. he brought it up again while talking about wildfire and hurricane victims. It is unbelievable. I didn't know anything like that, but I lightly struck my house. We had to be out of that house for about seven months while it was repaired because so much damage was done to the house, and half the house almost collapsed. <laughs> half the house almost collapsed? You know, not everything's about you, jackass. I mean, Rick, what are we doing? And half the house didn't almost collapse. No, it didn't. Of course not. Every time he tells that story, it gets worse. It It gets gets crazier. Did you see that called out on Good Morning America? (laughs) Yeah, no. The Today Show? No. Do you remember a time when media would have done that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. He's just making stuff up. I know. This went from small kitchen fire yeah. to large fire where he almost lost his Corvette and cat. Yeah. And now it's half the house burned down. Well, his his wife almost died in it. And oh, also that's right. remember yeah, I one of the yeah. times it was actually during a hurricane response last year. He told the story. And in that version of the story, firefighters almost fell through the floor. They almost died. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yes. The fire which they certainly did not almost die. Nobody almost died in that fire. Half the house wasn't going to collapse. I mean, that none of that's true. Okay, now, as far as the flooding in Florida, okay, there's a different politician that was in front of the cameras yesterday mm-hmm. talking about the situation, how they were going to help, and then also had a message for would-be looters. Yeah. 
This would be the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. A little different tone here. I'd also just remind potential looters that people, you never know what you're walking into. People have a right to defend their property. Uh, this part of Florida, you got a lot of advocates and some proponents of the Second Amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters. And I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. You never know what's behind that door. If you go break into somebody's house and you're trying to loot, uh, these are people that are going to be able to defend themselves and their families. So, so I would not do it. Uh, we are going to hold you accountable from a law enforcement perspective yeah. at a minimum, and it could even be worse than that, depending on what's behind that door. So let's all band together yep. and lift people up and not try to take advantage of a difficult situation. Well done, sir. Yeah. Then that's how you do it. Agree. That's yes. how it's done. He didn't talk about bringing in psychologists. <laughs> well, there's or, shrieking going on from the left. Yeah. Or midnight basketball or anything like that. I've, no. I, I have actually seen also. It, it's a weird thing because he's involved in the Republican primary as well uh, for president. Yeah. Because there's been shrieking from the left and then also from some of the people who are uh, like very online Trump supporters, and I, okay. again, these are people I don't know who they are in real life. Like, is that I don't I don't hear this conversation being had in real life ever, regardless of somebody's politics. But, uh, but uh, yeah, there have been a couple of Trump influencers online who say he stole that from Trump in twenty twenty. Like, no, I well, one looting starts, shooting starts. That's been around for a long time i mean yes it's just the message that people put out there so i i don't know it's yeah it's it's just a very weird thing that you're hearing shrieking from both sides of the political aisle just because of the time that we're in right now trump, of course trump was the first one to say have a nice day <laughs> <laughs> okay knock it off moving on uh we've got an issue at the border mm -hmm. people recognize it uh probably more than ever especially now that it's affecting New York City and Chicago and other, well, Los Angeles, big American cities. Yeah. And you got mayors of these towns going, we can't do this anymore. What's going on? Biden, yeah. help us here. Mm -hmm. But never fear. Uh, we're stopping the flow at the border. Says who? That's what we're told by the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. Peter Ducey from Fox News asked the uh, White House press secretary about comments from the mayor of New York who's freaking out about the migrant crisis that's landed at his doorstep. Oh, yeah. Eric Adams, the New York mayor, is saying about these migrants uh, in New York City, any plan that does not include stopping the flow at the border is a failed plan. So why? But xenophobic! Just got to call that out. All right. So that's what we've been told before. Mm -hmm. Why aren't you guys stopping the flow at the border? We are stopping the flow at the border. If anything, the, what the president has been able to do on his own without the help of Republicans in oh, Congress, God. something that he had to do on his own again oh. because Republicans refuse uh, to give the funding necessary to deal with. All right, that's that's a load of bull crap. Okay, just stop with that. Yeah, no. We've gone over this before because it's a completely different set of circumstances where that money goes. You won't let people do their jobs. You're trying to get money so you get more people in there to process people, not stop the flow. Right. Can we get the shock collar on somebody and <laughs> zap them every time they freaking lie?
In my dream movie that I want to make, that that's definitely in place. <laughs> a situation, uh, immig- a broken immigration system that has been broken for decades. Oh. They choose what they choose to do is play politics, but the person, <laughs> president, has put a plan. That is indeed uh, the data showing is that it is indeed uh, um, stopping, slowing down the flow uh, of unlawful migration, and that is because of the work that this president continues to do without <laughs> without the help of Republicans. Yeah, what? What metrics are you looking at? Exactly. It's just that flat really doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. No. <laughs> Tell me you wouldn't watch that movie. Tell oh, me. well, watch it. DVR it and watch it again. Make it a series. Yes. The, yeah. The thing she is, it, for her, it wouldn't affect her. It's a side effect of having been kicked in the back of the head by a, by a donkey all those years ago. Listen, man. I've seen some dogs before. The sweet dogs, but not the smartest. You get the voltage up there, it's a corrector. That's, it's, okay? It's, it's going like, to have an effect. It's more like it just sort of jarred something loose in the pain receptors. <laughs> That's really what it, what it is. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, I don't want to be cruel or anything. It's not that. It's just, you know, you need a little correction. Just want somebody to tell the truth. Okay. Now, totally switching gears. This guy, well, this is the second time he can't even answer a question. Yeah. Because he blanks. He's, <laughs> holy smokes, man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, top Republican in the Senate, uh, had that other scary moment yesterday, the second time in, in just about a month, when he just froze up during a press conference. He was asked about whether or not he'd run for re-election in 2026 and then just, I mean, glitched. Yes. In medicine, we use something. Okay, hold on. Before we get to that, yeah. before we get to that, I got to ask you because a few people asked me, David. Hey, does David feel bad at all for calling Mitch McConnell June bug all these years and said oh, no. he couldn't talk because he had a June bug caught in his throat no, and I, he was surprised and that's why he has the look on his face? Yeah, I, I, I never said he couldn't talk. I, I, I said that he, I, in trying to describe. Uh, Mitch McConnell's facial features, he always kind of looked surprised, like he swallowed a June bug in 1984. Well, it got stuck like halfway down his throat, and he didn't know whether he wanted to try to throw it up or swallow it, and then he just sort of said, all right, I'm going to name him Clarence, and he's going to be my June bug. That's it. Yeah. Not that he couldn't talk, that he looked surprised all the time. Yeah. No, I don't don't feel bad about any of that, but I have also said this about Joe Biden. I mean, the moment he admits that he's senile is the moment that Mumbling Meadows jokes go away from me then it's like okay well then resign and, and right. go away yeah um then that's a that's a that's a tragic situation but no i don't make sense about any of that but i also don't want to see him suffer and it's just it's it's frightening to see anybody just completely freeze up like that absolutely and the conversation that we had after we saw this yesterday is the same conversation i had with friends saying what is it exactly is it one person wanting to hold on to power? Is it the entire machine saying, well, you can't drop out now? We need you for a while. You're going to have to hang in there, whether it's him or well, Diane Feinstein or Biden or whoever that you're feeling like they can't do this gig anymore. I think it's something you said about Biden a long time ago, and that was, where's the family? Where's Mitch's family? The people that are closest to him, they're supposed to love him and take care of him. Where are they? You don't know. No, and well, because, and because Biden, their livelihood depends on it, too. With Biden's family. Yeah. And, David, you were probably the first to say it, at least out of our group. Oh, no, 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 no. You look at Jill. That's power-hungry right there. Yeah, they're they're bad people. They, they need him to be in a <laughs> position of power. 
I'm not even saying that as a joke. I, I know. No, I know you're the not. Way you're They're bad people. They are they really are. bad yeah. people. I think the same thing about yeah. the people who claim to love John Fetterman, Democrat senator yeah. out of Pennsylvania. No, you're a horrible person. If you let a loved one put themselves out there like that after Agreed. almost dying from a stroke because you want the glamour of it, you're a bad person. Agree. Um, and with, with the Biden family, I mean, yeah, they, they need the money. It, Joe's a source of income for them. Well, I mean, is Mitch McConnell any different? I mean, do, why can't somebody put their armor on him and say, Mitch, we got to go home? I th- this I, this is it. Well, let's get to the take yeah. from Mark Siegel. Okay. Yeah, Dr. Mark Siegel on Fox News has a hunch about what this could be. Okay. In medicine, we use some term called the differential diagnosis. And I have to tell you, at the top of that list, and again, I haven't examined them, and I don't have any background on this, except I've talked to some people in Congress and in the Senate, would be Parkinson's disease, because that, in its later stages, can give you a freeze, and it can also explain why no one around him in these freezes is panicking and saying, this could be a stroke, this could be a seizure. It could be those things, too, by the way. But again, then you would rush him into immediate treatment an analysis. You'd do an MRI, you would do an uh, EEG to see if it could be a seizure. But if it's Parkinson's, again, I'm not saying that's what it is, but I think what's really striking here is that alarm bells didn't immediately go off among medical personnel around. Yeah, yeah, we, that is very true. We talked mm-hmm. about that a little bit yesterday where, yep. it, where it wasn't, I mean, they just sort of let him hang out there until he could recover, which tells me that it's not an uncommon occurrence. I would agree. Well, and the one person, uh, could you speak louder with the question? I don't think the problem is he can't hear the question. Right. Wow. Okay. Oh, did you see the uh, story of another California smash and grab? You're talking about a half a million dollars of jewelry. Gone. Wow. About to get to today. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. You know what happens when people steal and there are no repercussions? Mm. They keep stealing. That's what I've been told. Yeah. I think we're seeing it play out. You know that with children, correct the behavior, they'll just continue (laughs) to do it, of course. We go back to California. Another smash and grab. Whew! We're talking $500,000 worth of jewelry. Uh, Samuel Babikian. Oh, yeah. I saw this story Daily Wire, by yeah. the way. Um, he's the owner of Jewels on Lake in Pasadena. That's just north of L.A. Uh, was left distraught after he said a group of robbers came into his store, pepper sprayed him before taking off with $500,000 worth of merchandise. Holy smokes, man. So then police are uh, responding to the call 145 in the afternoon. Uh, four guys at ski masks come in. The old smash and grab. Yeah. Yeah, I saw it all. I saw the video. The dude says he's owned the jewelry store for more than 40 years. He said, I don't even know what I'll do tomorrow morning. It's so sad to see this play out again and again and again. Yeah, but, but, but we can't criminalize poverty. Sure we can. <laughs> no, I know. Why that, not? That's always there, the... There's nothing wrong with poverty, but you just can't go stealing. Yeah. That, that, putting that... a mask on. It's always the lame-ass excuse from the left. I know. Like, these people just need food. They need diapers for their babies. Yeah, and a loaf of bread or whatever. I hear this crap all the time. Mm -hmm. No. So there's no agencies around where you can go get help with baby formula 
Well, and a loaf of bread. Yeah. Are you kidding me? You need some walking around money, too. Get you know? right. your, so. out of here with that nonsense. Mm-hmm. There's places in every town that has this stuff. They, they, they can't find full-time employment unless they have that diamond stud earring. <laughs> That's right. You got to have law and order. It's, it's not even that difficult. This is what happens. I mean, you sound like a broken record. But these policies, man, these Marxist policies, they end in the same place every time. It doesn't even take a genius to figure it out. Yeah, and once this gets corrected in the end, it's like, well, you know, no one's actually really tried reimagining police in like 15 <laughs> years. That's going to yeah, be the right. Thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, you get the feeling that's what it's going to be about, man. God. I mean, this one was, again, during the day. Yeah, what are they going to do? One o'clock in the afternoon, why not? What were to happen if you'd have one of these owners that was packing and they come in and the smash and grab and all of a sudden he smokes a couple of them. Mm-hmm. There would be outrage against that person. Oh, the guy, he'd get yeah. sued. Well, there, yeah. There he was, may end up in jail. Yeah, I remember there, there was, uh, uh, was this Los Angeles or I think it was San Francisco actually, a security guard shot and killed a uh, a person who was shoplifting, and it was actually like the second time that happened. And then the security guard got assaulted by the person, but because apparently the, the, the individual who got killed, the, the criminal who got killed was trans, this was evidence of transgenocide and the criminalization of homelessness or whatever. Okay. All right. I just saw this. Interesting. Just to switch gears. There's an airline, Europe, launching an adults-only uh, adults section on planes. Okay, don't think of it that way, Scott. I can read your mind. Oh, it's not that. All set to break out. It's, it's, no, 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 no. It's not okay. that sort of, it's <laughs> where there's no kids here. So if you want to oh, go on no. a flight where you're not listening to kids screaming, mm-hmm. this is a section where there's no little kids. Right. So it's not Tuvan class. Yeah. As far as we know. Right. Yes. It's just, hey, I want to be able to read my book or do whatever and not have kids screaming. That's where you go. Okay. Tubin class, please. By the way, you got to hear this. You know, Biden says, oh, we, we need this next COVID booster. Dr. Marty McCary has something to say straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer. Scott Robbins. Uh, I've heard a lot about they're going to start masking again. <laughs> got to get that booster. COVID. Yeah. Uh-oh. Gosh, dang it. Not going to happen. Man. No, people aren't going to go for it. There's another piece we can get to it later. Uh, people are giving the big metal finger <laughs> to the whole the whole COVID movement coming forward of masking and shutting down and all that. Again, people won't go for it. But I saw this piece, Wall Street Journal, Dr. Marty McCary. Yeah. He was outspoken about many different things during COVID, right? John Hopkins, always been respected. He said in this piece, Biden declared last week a new COVID booster shot works and is necessary. He said he would ask Congress to fund it, and it will likely be recommended that everybody get it, no matter whether they've gotten it before. McCary asks, is this our new drug approval process? Uh, there's no human outcomes data on this new shot, which the FDA is expected to approve in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. And as he writes, undermining the normal scientific and regulatory process erodes public trust. And the public trust right now, Mm -hmm. just a side comment, is nowhere. 
and it's been deserved from our government agencies. Definitely. Last fall, the administration approved and recommended a novel COVID bivalent booster, remember? Mm-hmm. With no human data. When you think back on that, it is astounding. Only 20% of American adults took it, and some were compelled to do so by employers or schools. The recommendation was based on mouse data and failed to recognize the 100,000-fold risk difference between a healthy young person and a comorbid elderly adult. They won't talk about it, which is insane. Yeah. The government paid almost $5 billion for 171 million doses. The vast majority of went went to waste. Said it's possible a new booster will mitigate the severity of COVID infection, but the variants it targets are fleeting. I don't know if too many people are reporting on this part of it. No. Kerry writes, um, so you got press releases from, you know, Moderna and Pfizer, Novavax. And it says their new burst, their new boosters work on the two dominant variants in circulation today, the EG5 and the FL151. Mm-hmm. But we don't know which variant will be dominant later this winter. The newer variant, which has been talked about, for which the novel booster vaccine has unknown efficacy, yeah. unknown. Oh, boy. Has already been identified, remember, in Michigan and then outside the United States. And they're saying, oh, this... This new one, that's the thing. Well, the booster they're talking about, we have no idea what it will do with that. It's crazy. But, um, and so he says, you know, a lot of people then will argue, well, the annual flu shot gets approved without a randomized trial. But as he points out, flu shots use a traditional vaccine platform that has withstood the test of time. And COVID vaccines have higher complication rates a rate of serious adverse events as high as 1 in 556 doses. He also goes on to say, they have also been found to cause myocarditis in young people at a rate 6 to 28 times the incidence after infection. That's from a JAMA cardiology study. All this stuff they don't talk about when they're giving you the news on the old Today Show and Good Morning America and all that other crap, or even those networks. If you're a healthy young person, why would you do it? No, no need to do it. <laughs> Especially when you don't know Jeez. if there's... Well, I'm not an unhealthy... I'm an unhealthy older person, and hell, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially if you don't know what yes. the potential... Like, it, will it actually prevent anything? Serious illness, will it actually do anything? And the, the, the answer is, trust me, bro, no. Yeah, it'd be one <laughs> thing if you had a decade of trust build up with this person right. or this agency, but you don't. They lied to you. Why would you trust them again? Mm-hmm. Dear, I mean, it was just earlier this week, uh, The one of the resident liberals on Fox News, Harold Ford, was on The Five. Okay. Talking about, uh, they were talking about the new uh, uh, vaccine booster or whatever uh, that was going to be coming out. And he was saying, well, I'm going to take it. And then the conversation to me was really funny. The message from is get the shot if you want. I if will. If you want it, don't, go ahead. Don't get it. Where you going to get another one? I won't wear a mask, but I'm going to get the shot. You are? How, what number shot is this for you? I've had it every t- So I'm, I'm <laughs> doing one in October. I have one in April. How many? What's the total? So, oh, this yeah. will be my seventh. Seventh shot. And I've had COVID three times. Coming up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and I've had COVID three times. All right, coming up. What are we going to talk about next?
Why would you continue to do it? I have no, no idea. I, yeah, it, I, I've gotten seven different shots mm-hmm. and had COVID three times. I had the initial round, the two. I didn't do any of the boosters. And, yeah, I have not had COVID three times. At least I didn't know of. There's a reason, though, he's getting it. Imagine if you were getting paid to get it. <laughs> maybe not directly. Maybe directly. Maybe not directly. But if that's the role you play, and you got to go out there and say, well, I'm getting it. Yeah. Would you roll the dice depending on how much money it is? Yeah, maybe. How Ten much money point. would it take for you to get the booster, Scott? Uh, how, uh, 10 grand? Jeez. Ain't nothing but 10 grand. What's 10 grand to you? Well, it's a guarantee if I glow in the dark, I can sue you again for like $6 million <laughs> No, you can't later. sue. Gosh, dang. No, I don't, no, don't want to do 20 it again. Grand. I'm done. No, 20, I'm done. 50 done. grand. All right, I'll roll my sleeve up. <laughs> See, everybody's got a price. Well, yeah. I mean, you could just tell people that you got it. Nobody's going to check. I mean, Chris Cuomo lied yeah. about having the coronavirus to begin with. And Good point. You know, yeah, See, I got the it. little card at home that yeah. says I've had two. Well, some of the tests, you don't know. You get false positives and negatives. Just juice yeah. the test. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Take the money. Yeah. There you go. All right. It's that time of the show. Going around the table. May not be the biggest story out there, but it certainly caught your attention. David, what's your story today? This is a really weird trend that apparently has been happening. Just found out about it today. Uh, it involves an online video game. War Thunder is the game. It's a military combat vehicle game. The developer tries to make the vehicles as accurate as possible using publicly available information, and people like playing it. Well, soldiers from all over the world who play the game keep trying to show off or win stupid online arguments by saying, no, that's not really accurate, and I'm going to post the actual manual for the equipment to prove it. Now, in many instances, that's classified information. You cannot publish that. But they're trying to impress their bros online. Uh, it happened again last night. A user posted a PDF of the manual for the Eurofighter Tycoon DA-7 plane. This is the fourth confirmed case. There may be at least seven cases going back to 2021. The first confirmed incident of this was when someone in the UK leaked documents about the Challenger 2 tank. Yes, to win an argument. I know what that actually does. The video game's not accurate. (laughs) You don't know anything, nerd. Yes, I do. Here's the manual. (laughs) The UK actually threatened the developer of the video game, saying, you know, you guys can go to prison for 14 years if you don't take this off your website now. (laughs) Um, uh, Then someone leaked the manual for a French battle tank. Last year, a Chinese player posted the manual for a tank's armament shell. Another three manuals have apparently been leaked, but they were taken down before anyone could confirm if they were legitimate. But Yeah, dude, I mean, young guys, they do stupid stuff, man, when they're competing with other guys and trying to one-up one another. I, I just, I don't know why, I, I mean, I assume actually they are. I mean, you really want to get an edge in the intelligence community or the military, whether you're in China or the U.S., I mean, just start spending a significant amount of money from the defense budget on red bull and turn the geeks loose <laughs> they'll get something it's a lot safer release the geeks yeah it's a lot safer than sending somebody into like dark alleys and whatnot yeah that's true God, it's hilarious yeah. all right scott what's your story uh south carolina woman was arrested last week 
after authorities allegedly discovered nearly 1,500 grams of fentanyl while she was being monitored for drug-selling activities. 25-year-old Caitlin Lee Abernathy was arrested Thursday after a traffic stop revealed 941 grams of fentanyl, 20 grams of meth, a Glock, a SKS rifle as well. Man, that's a haul. So after they stopped her and found all this, they said, hey, you got a uh, storage locker somewhere, too. Well, they searched that as well, found 531 more grams of fentanyl, three handguns, and wow. four long guns. It's been charged with methamphetamine, trafficking, fentanyl, possession of uh, uh, firearms, blah, 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 on and on it goes. Now, the picture of this young lady, she's 25, she has a face tattoo, and while I don't necessarily have anything against tattoos, I think we can all conclude when we profile a person based on the presence of a face tat, it's a pretty good indicator they're up to something <laughs> bad. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm not necessarily advocating that, but I'm not going to not advocate it as well. Well, and you can say that it's sexist. You can call it whatever you want. Yeah. Okay. But there is a difference. I mean, a dude with a face tat? Yeah. That's a question mark for yeah, sure. So, yeah. If it's a female, it goes to another level. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I thought the same thing. I'm like, I mean, holy. It, I mean, you know, we count on young men doing something stupid, right? <laughs> right. But pretty much. No, the, yeah. yeah. Yes. The worst thing, run immediately if she's got a face tattoo and she's holding a white claw. All right. Because that's oh. that is a oh, wild yeah. card factor and someone's getting stabbed. Well, you know, she's got a key to a storage locker somewhere and you don't want to go there. Either. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, story I saw, um, I only wanted to bring up and bring uh, for you, Scott, to be honest. Okay, all right. Because you are the person that has said before um, you wanted to uh, have a whole like panel of people to decide whether the name you were going to name your baby with was okay or not. Yeah, you want an approval process. Again, I'm here to help. I, don't want your, I want your child not to start life with an O2 count. And when you get a stupid name attached to it, this is what happens. So, yeah, there should be a panel convened of, of citizens, 10 of them, and they have to have a majority vote in order for you to go ahead with the name. Okay. okay. Well, the Social Security Administration has come out with a list of different names that, that seemed odd. And so we're just going to go ahead and bring this up from the story uh, here we go. to see what you think. Um, some names for girls over the last year. Minnow. Is it okay or not? No, it's not okay. No. Why? No. It's a small fish. No. Well, and they're used as bait. I don't bait. know. There's, well, that's there's a true weird, uh-uh. Yeah, well, that's true. Okay, so both of you say that no. that's not David and that's I are on the committee. Not, no. That's not going to stand. All right then. Okay, Banksy. Oh, that's like, like that d bag artist guy. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Okay. Check. Delight. How's it spelled? Just D E L I G H T. Okay. I was worrying if there was a hyphen in there, like D dash light. Light. No. I'm still gonna go no on that. No. One. No. Okay. Katniss. Oh, for the love of... No. <laughs> I, right, exactly. Yeah. We're not doing Hunger Games <laughs> Hunger stuff. Games. Okay. No. Okay. no. Sparkle? Oh, my God. That's, you're on the pole. That's, that's your whole life. Yes. That's, that's where this ends. Okay, no. <laughs> Pearly? On the pole. Or worse. On the pole. No. Or worse. Yeah, yeah, no. My daughter had a stuffed cat named Pearl, I guess. Well, stuffed cat is acceptable, but... Uh, menorah. What? Menorah. Menorah? Yeah. Jeez. 
M E N O R A H. Like 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 Hanukkah? <laughs> That's the only thing like I did. Yeah. Now, the lead singer of Loudness, the Japanese metal band, is Minora Nahara. <laughs> but I don't think that's where this name comes from. You don't get that on every talk show in America. I'll tell you that <laughs> Thank right you. now. All right. No, yeah. no, no Minora. No, no Minora. No. The guitarist's name was way cooler. Akira Takasaki. <laughs> Got to get shred, too. It was awesome. <laughs> the drummer's name was Dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about a female named Canary? No Canary. No. All right. Strawberry? No. Strawberry what? Short? No. No, no. Cinderella? No. No. Cinderella gets no foul. On tour with loudness? <laughs> no. <laughs> all right. We, you know what? We'll go through the guys' names. Oh, oh, there's men's names. Oh, yes, okay, there's right. that, too. Well, yeah, Maybe we, we can do that within the next 10 yeah, minutes. We but we also <laughs> got a news update to get to. Um, golly, David has his story. A theology activist is telling kids to run away from home? What's that all about? And much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Is this some groomer nonsense? What is this story? Yeah, this is wild. There's a dude who's been doing this podcast called Queer Theology for several years. He's an LGBTQ, Alpha, Epsilon, Boron, whatever activist (laughs) and and a preacher, evidently. Um, and he has this advice for kids that he has shared on uh, what's it called reels the the TikTok ripoff yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Okay, all right. Did you know that if you have family that is an LGBTQ affirming that won't use your correct name or pronouns, or that won't let your partner come home with you, you can just not go home, not see them. If you need permission, this is it. <laughs> well, that's a cult, man. Yeah, just 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 don't go home. Just cut off all ties. If they're not, that is a cult, man. Absolutely. That's a cult, a grooming cult. Was Enya going to sue him too? (laughs) What was that? I don't know what that was. Enya's like, don't drag me into this. Yeah, I don't want a part of this. (laughs) But just got to have some crazy music behind it. I guess it's. So that's the message. So that stuff, yeah. I, I, We're know. not coming for your kids. No, exactly. See, that's what I mean. I mean, they say this all the time. <laughs> right. Nobody's coming for your kids, you nuts, you far-right nuts. The theology of what religion? Okay, that ought to be good, too. The alphabet group? I mean, what is it? Doesn't make any sense. The old church or what's happening now. I guess. Okay. All right, I mentioned earlier, um, Social Security Administration, they put out, you know, names that are getting used now for baby names. Yeah. The reason I brought it up a little while ago is because Robbins always wants to say, you know what, we need a panel, whether we agree or not. Um, and we went through some girls' names. As far as boys' names, Barley. Like hops? Yeah, no. Barley. Is no. that okay? No? No, Barley. Uh, Dragon? No. No. Okay. Texas? No. No. On. No. Uh, Utah? No. No. Well, I mean, it, Utah. Uh, David, what are you? Of Point Break. I mean, <laughs> I was thinking, man. Johnny Utah gets his guy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You can't say no to Utah, can you? I can't. No. Oh, really? No. Oh, man. How about Bodie? <laughs> Bodie gets his wave in the end, man. Yeah, Come on. I'll go with Bodie. <laughs> this is the Mark, the Grand Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. 61% of Americans are doing what, David? Uh, living paycheck to paycheck. Uh, hmm. Last year it was 59%, so slightly up, according to uh, Lending Club. And uh, CNBC survey pretty much matches what. Uh, what they found in this survey as well. So when you hear Bidenomics working, no, it's not. People are going backwards. And even though technically the year-over-year inflation is down, it's still way up from it w- where it was when Joe Biden took office. And I know not. I know everybody's, there's going to be some lib who comes, not everything is the president's fault. I understand. But what has he actually done to fix it? Nothing. What has he done to make it worse? A lot. You know what's even more troubling than that? You saw this too, Scott, that 71% of Americans feel like the country's out of control. Yep. And there's nothing you can do about it. You're just sitting there watching this come at you at 100 miles an hour from every direction. Yes. And and you're like, I I don't even know what to do. What can I do? So many different things all at once. Yeah, it's hard to keep up. I mean, there's these smash and grabs going on everywhere. There's crime. There's crime run amok. Everywhere the border is a disaster, inflation is off the hook. I mean, all of these things together are coming together at the same time, and it's happening everywhere. It's smaller towns, it's bigger towns. It's, well, it's happening everywhere. The trans ideology, uh, another everywhere. Thing. Yeah, I mean, you hear concerned parents talk about it mm-hmm. all the time. GOP debate last week, they talk about it. Where are they? No, no, they didn't. <laughs> Let's talk about abortion again. Oh yeah. my gosh, right. clueless people. Yeah. Bidenomics is working, but it's working two jobs. <laughs> There's the little caveat you might want to put on that. Yeah. Well, and then you've got, you know, Trump indicted four times. And then you got the Hunter Biden stuff with Joe and the Biden crime family. Oh. And people are like, oh my gosh. It's just spinning. Oh. Yes. But by the way, you know what you know what just happened as well? What? Jamie Raskin, the uh one of the uh most, I mean, slimy Democrats in the House of Representatives. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, he wants to open an investigation, and he's making moves towards doing this officially into Jared Kushner's deal with the Saudis. Oh, my goodness. And this is what you're seeing over and over yeah. and over. We'll just sue people to death and yep. just tie you up in court forever so you can never be effective. Because Raskin's not spending his own money to do all this. No, of course he's not. our money. Our money to do it, yes. Okay. related to this, but a completely different piece that I saw today. And I want to ask this question. As far as The Hill, it's like a publication and what they do online. Mm -hmm. I'd always thought it really leans left. Yeah, it's kind of all over the place. I mean, I I think generally the reporters there are are hacks. But, yeah, and they they tend to uh, lean more to the left in the reporting. But they do do post... uh, uh, op-eds and opinion pieces from conservatives. And I'll see every once in a while, you know, when they throw their uh, little bit out on YouTube, they will certainly have opinions that Democrats hate, which is refreshing because you're like, is 
is really someone somewhere in the middle? I don't know. Uh, but there was a piece written by Brian Darling. And so when it is right there at the Hill, I'm surprised by it. Because the title was The Criminalization of Politics to Get Trump is Endangering Everyone's Rights. I'm like, what? Ooh. And it says the U.S. Constitution is clear. Political speech is protected by the First Amendment. Also, battles over the acceptance of electors to validate a presidential election are wholly within the political realm and should not be subject to criminal sanctions. Yet our nation is very close to setting a dangerous precedent by criminalizing speech and politics, and one political faction is rushing into this folly headlong. Talking about the Democrats. And he goes on, talking about how this could all go back and forth. But the thing that really caught my attention, or a couple of things, said notwithstanding all the legal spin you're hearing on a day-to-day basis from the talking heads on cable news, it is a fact that the First Amendment to the Constitution vindicates the freedom of political speech. When you hear the talking point that you can't yell fire in a crowded theater, know that the media are trying to gaslight you. Yeah. To make you believe that there are limits to political free speech when, in fact, they're not. And he said, regarding Trump's so-called fake elector scheme and the attempt to manipulate the counting of electoral college votes in 2021, that was a political exercise that is protected by the Constitution. And he goes on to write, I don't agree with efforts to reject election cert- uh, certificates by Congress, nor do I believe Trump's contention that the vice president ever had the power to do such a thing. Yet, I also recognize that this effort to gain the system was a clear case of political and legal maneuvering, not of criminal conspiracy. And if you want to imprison Trump for attempting to disenfranchise voters on these grounds, then you might want to look at Trump critic Representative Jamie Raskin. Oh, boy. Who you just brought up. Mm -hmm. And his antics when he tried to disenfranchise all the Floridians who voted in the 2016 election. Which has been brought up many times. Yeah. I was just thought that's refreshing, but that's exactly what's happening. And the Department of Justice, it's disgusting. You see what they're trying to do to Elon Musk? Oh yeah, they're 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 sicking prosecutors on him left and right. I mean, this latest thing, which was a Wall Street Journal exclusive, is the Department of Justice and the SEC investigating Elon Musk over some secret glass house project? Like, were they using Tesla funds to build this home for Elon Musk? We need to look into this. To protect people investing in Tesla. What? All right. I mean, as soon as you see that story, doesn't everybody have the same conclusion? Really? This is what you're spending your time on right now. Mm -hmm. This is the biggest thing. You know this is about, here's a guy standing up for free speech, and you're going to get him. You're going to use this as a weapon. The whole Department of Justice. It's disgusting. Yeah, all the CEOs in America are living in one-bedroom apartments somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy, man. Okay, switching gears. The L.A. City Council, speaking of legal action, is going to yeah. go after who? They have voted unanimously to pursue a lawsuit and a criminal investigation against the state of Texas because the state of Texas... Uh, uh, has been busing some migrants to California. Uh, and once again, the Statue of Liberty is weeping. I mean, you, really, I, you should be thrilled. You're a sanctuary state. Yes. No, you've got a border issue uh, as well, but you, you say that everyone's welcome. 
Yeah, and these people paid a lot of money to the cartels just to get into the country. Right. You should really say, man, it's been a long journey. It's cost you a lot. Open arms here. And so there have been about 435 migrants that have been sent to Los Angeles uh, since the buses started arriving on June 14th. And all, though, uh, the program has sent more than 30,000 migrants to Democrat-run cities across the country. Of course, New York being the one that took the lion's share of the uh, of the uh, uh, migrants. <laughs> is this really going to waste a lot of time in court? How much time is well, this going to take? Well, it's it's a mask off moment if there ever was one, isn't it? Like, yes. as soon as it becomes inconvenient, now you're going to start pursuing legal actions. Give me a break. No, you said real, you I'm, wanted people there. I'm truly waiting for the first cartel member to be elected into Congress. <laughs> I mean, well. I, I, Seriously, no, well, I mean, I, I'm I'm halfway serious about it. What? Well, Somebody will run. It'll be the you know the the, the it's non-racist. Oh, we have a first you know Guatemalan or Mexican American or whatever. Well, if we're to bet right now, I'm guessing there's some Congress people benefiting from the cartel well, that, right now. Well, doing somebody their is. Yes. I'm going to say with the new language, I would just say the first openly cartel affiliated member. There, of see, Congress. There, thank you, David. Yeah. Appreciate that. You cleaned that up for me. Yes. Yeah. But it, it's going to happen. Then they'll maybe do two or three, and then we got a new squad. <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> oh gosh, what an absolute mess. play! This tape now, two years from now, and we'll we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because they're, they're citizens just by nature of the fact they're here. They'll be able to vote. Uh, yeah, you got to be yeah. able to let people vote. They live here. Right. Yeah. All right, David, what's the uh, newspaper? Canceling some AI stuff? Oh, dude, yeah. So uh, newspaper giant Gannett tried to use artificial intelligence to write high school sports stories for local newspapers. They've given it up for now <laughs> because it was because it was a disaster. Like some of the highlights from the Columbus Dispatch, uh, the story started out, the Worthington Christian bracket winning team mascot and bracket <laughs> defeated the Westerville North losing team mascot bracket two to one in an Ohio <laughs> boys soccer game on Saturday. Another one uh, called uh, a, a team a close encounter of the athletic kind. Okay. <laughs> Also, a lot of the reports had identical language describing, quote, high school football action, noting when one team, quote, took victory away from another and describing cruise control wins. In many cases, the stories also repeated the date of games being covered multiple times in just a few paragraphs. Uh, and, of course, the AI tool debacle comes after, again, it axed hundreds of jobs when it laid off 6% of its news division. Uh, we'll just get a computer go to go do it. The thing is, though, is Gannett's that... destroyed so much, man, across the country. It's funny because, all right, you haven't had a kid yet in sports, and it's been a long time for you, Scott. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people know what I'm talking about here with an app like Game Changer that keeps track of baseball games. And, mm -hmm. you know, you can have family follow along, and if you, you pay the extra fee, you can get actually updates as they're happening, balls and strikes, all this stuff, right? And then after the game wraps up, the AI generation of a story comes out. So, you know, you get different highlights, uh, highlights like, uh, you know, this team takes the game over 
other team in a blowout victory 10-1. And then it will, you know, include names, had, you know, sort of stats to make it sound like a story. It sounds like they used the same thing because yeah. often it's very awkward yeah. in the way the stories run out. Right. Well, And they thought, well, we could actually do this with our newspaper. Yeah. How sad is that? Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, and then they wonder why people don't subscribe to their newspapers as often anymore. And it's yeah, no the, kidding. The content just keeps sucking more and more. And it's no fault of, uh, in many cases, the reporters who work there. Oh. It's like they're, they're doing six jobs. And the bean counters keep slashing budgets and slashing budgets. And then the, the quality of the product goes down and fewer people want to pay for it. And then the whole cycle starts over again. Well, a lot of times, or it's just not covered. Yeah. Right. Like things that were covered for years, they're just not there. It's right. gone. I I just yeah. think it's funny, though, because when I read it, uh, you know, the AI, any sort of AI platform is learning technology. And what they do is they scour a lot of uh, uh, similar articles to try to yeah. pick out common phrases. Yeah. Yeah. And so as I'm reading these things that are supposed to be like blunders and whatnot, like cruise control win, high school football action. For the sports reporters who are mocking that, just check your archives because you probably use those phrases a lot, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> True. As a former sports guy, Van Camp's going to get his little jab right in there. <laughs> well, <I'm... laughs> yes, I get it. Yeah. They'll be tossing around the pigskin Friday night lights. <laughs> All right, high school football action coming up. Oh, yeah. Okay, guess who's raising their fees? The answer coming right up. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, inflation hurts people. We know that. I see this headline. Visa MasterCard prepared to raise credit card fees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we go. Well, well, more people are using them. Not only that, but you know how you go to some places and it's like, well, if you're going to use a credit card, there's an extra fee tacked onto that. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to increase. Uh, this according to people familiar with the matter and documents viewed by the Wall Street Journal. This is going to start happening in October. And that could result in merchants paying an additional $502 million in fees annually. Mm -hmm. That's quite an increase in 10 years' time. Well, they they got a liquidity issue yes, they happening do. right now. And so, I mean, mm -hmm. what happens when you wind up having a credit crunch in the end of all of it? Well, that's that's called a depression. Hmm. As it says in the story, the economy of interchange fees is largely hidden from shoppers, but the fees are a major source of contention between the card networks and merchants, whether it's a large merchant, small, doesn't matter, from giant online retailers to corner coffee shops. So merchants paid an estimated $93 billion in Visa and MasterCard credit card fees last year. Jeez. That was up from $33 billion 10 years ago. And you know what usually happens? Those fees get passed along to the consumers. Oh, sure. Telling me that business owners don't just eat the cost of that? No. Wow. No. I'm shocked to hear I that. I know. Mm -hmm. But I guess more small businesses are now offering discounts if you're going to use mm -hmm. cash, check, or debit card. I, well, your day's coming. The check's coming back, Scott. <laughs> well, it used to be gas stations. That's what they did all the time. If you used cash, it was a little less money. You know why Visa and MasterCard and the big banks have said they got to raise these fees? It's cost related to fraud prevention and innovation. Uh -huh. Innovation, <laughs> yes. 
figuring out pay for your innovation. Yeah. Figuring out new ways to screw the little guy. <laughs> Binomics is working. The general counsel of the National Association of Convenience Stores said, you know, you've already got businesses being hurt by inflation, high interest rates, still recovering from the pandemic. It's just a terrible combination and bad timing. But yeah, nah, never mind. All's good. Mm-hmm. Just give away more money. Um, what is the trick? You had a story, David, about memorizing things and an easy trick yeah i just to be thought, able to do it i thought this was kind of interesting and if you want to try to play along at home i maybe you can i, I saw this uh written up on the new york post dr sarah rob she's an australian doctor and productivity specialist Ooh, says there's a study hack to help people memorize anything within seconds and right. the step is this it's four steps one read it in your head then read it out loud Close your eyes and say it out loud from memory, then write it down from memory. You can practice okay. by repeating those four steps. <laughs> but I forgot the steps. <laughs> I wrote it down. Read it out loud. Yeah. I forgot the steps. You got say it. read it out loud. Yeah. Read it out loud. You've already read it. Okay, now close your eyes and say it out loud. Say it out loud. Read the lo- read it out loud. <laughs> now write it down. Read it out loud. I can do that. All right. I did it. Test coming up in 10 minutes. <laughs> there you go. How am I doing? <laughs> well, we'll see. Okay. <laughs> we'll be the judge of that. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. Biggest story today. Uh, biggest story of the day. I, I, You know, there are a couple competing for my attention. Is One, I mean, when you have the stat thrown out there, 61% of Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Bidenomics, man. It's working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And then also the White House claiming that they are stopping the flow at the southern border. They're not, but they're just going to lie about it. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. You know, and I can't help but think there's something going on. And Biden's not going to make it. This is not going to be happening six months from now. He's going to step away. Somehow, some way. He's losing it more every day. There's a lot to get to. A whole lot to get to straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Now, Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. I don't know if you saw North Korea. They conducted a tactical nuclear strike drill. Oh. It's like on top of everything else, you got that going on right now. There's one more thing. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, I saw this piece from Real Clear Investigations. And, you know, Really good work being done there, as far as I can tell. They're talking about some things that you don't see in other places. Did this whole report on our diplomacy and how woke the United States is to all these other nations and how much we're pushing it on other countries. Not like just accept everyone as they are sort of thing, but no, we have an agenda to push ever since Biden took over. So in this piece, it said in a national security Memorandum. Shortly after his swearing in, Biden ordered all federal agencies with dealings abroad not only to protect LGBTQ plus alphabet as far as rights in the face of discrimination and violence, but to actively advance them. His State Department has said one of its goals is to, quote, embed intersectional equity principles into diversifying public diplomacy and communications strategies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I- more of that. 
Okay. Yeah, and, uh, until we want Saudi Arabia to start releasing more oil onto the global market. Oh, yeah. Then it's a completely different thing. Oh, much respect to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, ambassadors around the world from the United States have translated those words into action, championing the alphabet rights in countries that oppose them and funding performances that feature drag queens and holding diversity, equity, and inclusion seminars. Just what some of these countries want. Yeah, right. Yeah. How many people do you suppose in the United States know this is going on? Oh. A bunch of money is going toward this in so many different well, countries. And again, it's not standing up for the rights of people. It's advancing an agenda. Well, and it, yeah, it's not standing up and telling anybody to stop, you know, throwing gay people off of roofs and, and things right. like that. No, because when the real stuff comes along, like, again, begging Saudi Arabia, Joe Biden's going to show over there, uh, show up over there and give him a fist bump. Mm -hmm. Right. He's not going to worry about any of this other stuff. What it is, is a giant money laundering scheme, because a lot of the organizations who get funding to promote diversity, equity and inclusion have yeah. absolutely no intention of trying to overturn laws that we in our culture may see as unjust. They have no interest in doing any mm -hmm. of that. The whole point is just to make a lot of people a lot of money on our dime. Yeah, I mean, in some cases, man, this is a lot of money. $5 million spent abroad on LGBTQ plus IA whatever programs alone. J.D. Vance and other senators are on this trying to say, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing is right. Well, yeah, one one was a, a grant for something like $2,500, which I know in the federal budget is nothing. Literally, I mean, that's couch cushion change in the mm -hmm. federal budget. But it was still a $2,500 grant for transgender entrepreneurs in Nepal. You tell me that's not a scam. Right. And I, it, like you said, okay, for them, that's nothing. It's like the $10,000 as far as a grant to a Portuguese LGBTQ whatever activist group to finance a film festival featuring drag performances, incest, and other stuff. Yes, dude. Yeah. And, you, and then you think this is the same administration then that gets out and brags about, you know, we're going to give these Hawaiian families $700. Right. To help them out. <laughs> maybe maybe if you moved to Nepal and started identifying as transgender and wanted to be a makeup artist and start your own business, then you get a little bit more money. I'd like to know how many transgender entrepreneurs there are in nepal right it's a good question it's well also, there's 300 grand that's what I, that went to botswana to promote greater social acceptance of lgbtqia plus persons 300 grand and i know well that's really nothing well it's something 300 grand means a lot to individual no, families well. i guarantee you so yeah this story goes on and on and on and some of these predominantly muslim nations it's not going over well. Well, no. As you would imagine. And this is the one thing that I've thought about several different times whenever we talk about a media right now that is so limp. They don't do their job. They just go along. Like it's all part of the plan. And so many people in America just don't know exactly what's happening in this country. It's turning into a Marxist nation in a hurry. And I think 
part of the proof in my own head is when people actually know what's going on, you see it. And a great example is not just Bud Light and what happened with Bill Mulvaney. But you think of Target. Once moms started finding out, oh, my gosh, they're really trying to sexualize children here. What is going on at my Target? And they voted with their pocketbook. They stopped going. A lot of times people have no idea what's actually happening. Well, it's all these crappy spending bills, too, that stuff like this gets attached to and you don't know about it. Oh, yeah. It's for, you know, roads and bridge construction in eight states, but that just gets tossed onto the end of it. You don't even know it's there. Oh, that freaking omnibus bill? Yeah, right. Who actually read that before they voted no on it? No one did. They just wanted to go off to Christmas break. You no, know, it's impossible to read it all. Yeah, they make it impossible. It's 8,000 pages. You know, I know. Of course not. It's so frustrating. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gosh, dang it. Get the rage out there. It okay, is. you have a story about a professor, and he had some clown fetish. What is this? Dude. This is going to scare Robbins to oh, death. Boy. USA Today has this crazy story about a geography professor who openly bragged about using students to indulge in his own clown fetish. And oh, administrators boy. at three different colleges didn't seem too worried about it. So this is about a guy named uh, uh, Joseph Tokosh. He offered cash and extra credit to female students if they put on clown makeup for him. At, so so where, where it all... Kinda, Robbins is mortified right now. Where, where it all hit the fan here was this was at uh, Nichols State University. Students started complaining about it, and, and student journalists actually did some digging into this and found his online presence. It, it wasn't really hidden. It was on YouTube, on Reddit. Or he's bragging about using students to, well, getting them to put on clown makeup, and he's offering to sell it and sell photos and stuff. I mean, it's very weird stuff. And he'd done it also at Northern Illinois and Kent State. He had to leave Kent State, not because of any of that, even though campus police had been notified about this, uh, but he had to leave Kent State because he broke into a colleague's office and stole a USB drive. But oh my God! It was, but nobody knew about it, and the investigation found students had filed police reports about him before he got to Nichols State. He offered to sell the videos on YouTube in an account under his name. Videos of the students, yeah, with clown makeup, with clown on. makeup on, and 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 still, there's you know, no vetting. Yeah, no, and and oh here's one of the re- or there are a couple of reasons behind this. They say uh, it, the info didn't follow him from one school to the next because. In part, apparently universities don't do a lot of social media vetting. And also because he was a Ph.D. candidate, he's technically a student. And so even though he was a teacher, he was also a student. And federal privacy laws kept his record from being passed along. (laughs) Dr. Bozo. Protecting the freaks. Yeah. Dr. Bozo T. Clown. (laughs) Right. right. And so the the, uh, student TV station at Nichols... Uh, KNSU, they interviewed him about it before he quit. He wound up resigning after the story went live uh, out of hopefully shame and regret. Uh, And he actually tried to defend it as just, well, it was normal stuff for my geography classes. Huh? Okay, roll this and make sense. We talk about uh, different aspects of culture. So it's not just like the 
face paint and makeup design mm-hmm. stuff, but it's also like sports culture or basically any type of culture. And that's an assignment in uh, one of my classes where they actually come up with their own face paint and makeup design. Oh, hold on. <laughs> to what end? It's he called why, it. Why? He calls it. It's cultural geography. Is what he calls it. Come on, Scott. Haven't you ever fantasized about your lady putting on like the Paul Stanley makeup for Gene Simmons? No. Huh? No. <laughs> hey, honey. You know what they oh. say about you know what they say about a guy with big shoes, don't you? Oh, <laughs> big <boy>. feet. <laughs> Inspired by a culture, and they implement it. Do all of your students participate in it? Um. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a requirement for the class. So oh, God. There are some that haven't done it, and then they just don't get graded. It's a requirement for the class. Yeah, that you have to put on, put on clown have, makeup. Well, not necessarily clown makeup in this case, right? you got to have the cover, right? You can, you can put on your favorite sports team face paint and talk about cultures that way. But there were other allegations that he was taking female students aside and saying, hey, I'll give you some money or I'll give you extra credit if you dress up like a clown for me. You know, oh, my goodness. What? I am so out of here. Krusty <laughs> the Clown What's nothing to do with this. There's, there's pieces of the dark web where no matter what it is that is your fetish, you will find it now. These people used to be. Like outcasts of society, right? They couldn't congregate. They couldn't meet. They couldn't get together. They couldn't talk about their own fetishes. <laughs> now you, you can teach it in college, obviously, and there's a place for you. You find your little sliver out there of people that are turned on by clowns. Yes. What the hell is that? <laughs> right. And you submit your clown pictures to him. He's going to demand a stripe yeah. on the progress flag now. It needs right. to be the LGBTQIA clown community, yeah, and the, please. In the convention, everybody's got a flower on their lapel that squirts water out of it. <laughs> Good night, kids. And don't forget, Krusty loves you. <laughs> water, you're me. water if you're lucky, Scott. Right, yeah, it's foreplay. Oh God! It's like the the, the horns, man. The horns that you squeal. That's that's why. That's why I laugh every time I hear somebody defend their opinion, no matter how bad it is. Right. Saying I have a PhD. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So does that guy. And he was, he was, he was getting aroused by having women dress up as clowns for clowns, clowns for him. Yes. Hey. You're pregnant, and it's not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. You can't put a price tag on a college education from those three. (laughs) Golly. All right. (laughs) Balloon animals. (laughs) (laughs) News update straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So what do you think, September? Are we going to see impeachment for Biden? Um, you had to bet on it today. No, I think if there's going, if somebody grows a spine in the House of Representatives, impeachment probably starts around the same schedule that they uh, that Democrats impeach Trump the first time around. So you're really gearing it up uh, in the later fall and actual impeachment by the end of the year, early next year. James Comer. House Oversight and Accountability Chairman says it's imminent. 
I mean, I hope he's right, but I, you know, I have no reason to believe that. Because they have the goods. I feel like we've been here before. When people say, well, there's no proof. There's proof. Well, there's tons of proof, yeah. When you have the bank records, it's yeah. 20 to $30 million. Mm-hmm. It's come in. I mean, but again, all of this, the impeachment stuff will start to happen. I really do believe, I've read some more about it, heard more about it. We talked about it yesterday, this belief that they're going to try to hang on with Joe until mm, February, maybe March next year, and then announce, you know what, he just can't do it anymore. And uh, our voters have told us they want an open primary, and then they get rid of the Kamala Harris problem. I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. They know that they can't go on like this. Yeah. Wow. It well, is- he struggled more and more, and we talked about that yesterday. The decline has been you know, pretty Nash rapid. Nash County, uh, uh, Edge, 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 excuse me, Edgecombe uh, County. I mean, there's example after example. Yeah. And then just outright lying about things. And some things he just says, and other things I think are scripted. And this has been brought up a few times, you know. When a person can be married in the morning and thrown out of the restaurant for being gay in the afternoon, something is still very wrong like that's, in America. That, that's happening modern day. Yes, of course. Naturally. Is it the white supremacists that are throwing the gays out of restaurants? Who is it exactly? Is it that boogeyman that we're always hearing about but no proof of? Well, I, it's I middle-aged know. white men. Oh, okay. They're responsible for every evil. Yes. I don't know. Keep an eye on that. Something we mentioned uh, earlier, (laughs) the Social Security Administration puts out names every year. It's like, oh, here's some new names uh, that people are naming their children. And it gets some attention. And as we've done on this show before, Scott Robbins has said, we need a panel to be able to prove this because you don't want a kid to start with an 0-2 count, isn't that? Yeah, but having this stupid name you gave him. Right, right. And so we've gone through a lot of the girls' names, including Minnow yeah. and Sparkle, yeah, which you said no. Those were turned down. And a few boys' names, including Barley and Dragon. Yeah, Dragon's no good. Neither is Barley. Oh, dra- Dragon, if that, if that, oh my gosh, if that kid plays football, he, there's going to be problems. Yeah. Well, you don't want to be dragging. No, okay, you anyway. Right. Or you're, you know. There was a few right. more, but I was honestly curious, curious about a couple. Okay, go. How about Rooster? Because <laughs> somebody named their kid Rooster. Are you against it? Yeah, of course I am. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that can be a good middle name, Dragon Rooster. Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> God. Yeah, has a hard time. Never okay, have yeah. a job ever the rest of your life. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, okay, so that gets the buzzer. How about Cotton? No cotton. I don't. I don't mind cotton as much, and I don't know if that's just because I'm a King of the Hill fan. Okay, so just split there. How about chaos? No. No. Okay. Ruckus. <laughs> you made that up. No, I didn't. There's Someone named ru- their kid Ruckus. Ruckus. Yes. Come on, man. No. Okay. Crash. No. Crash Davis. Well, I, I know, but that's a nickname. Okay. How about someone named their kid Awesome? <laughs> yeah, no? I like that one. Better hope he's awesome. You better hope so. Want to live up to. We'll say yes. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you very much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Probably heard this before. You look at the polls and an overwhelming majority of the public do not want to see Biden versus Trump. Yes. Don't want to see it. You know, that's what we got. We we're in an interesting place in American history where this is now heading into if, if things Unless something drastic happens, either with Trump or with Biden, this will now be the third election in a row where a majority of Americans actually don't really much like either candidate running. That's right. It's amazing to me. It really is. But, I mean, during each cycle, you look at the alternatives. Who yeah. else was there? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're in an era of voting against the other guy. Very much so. So I see this piece. This was Wall Street Journal written by Daniel Henninger. It's an interesting point. Uh, it's called the stupid party versus the evil party. <laughs> well, and where he gets that from is former Wyoming GOP Senator Alan Simpson, who called the Republicans the stupid party, but called the Democrats the evil party. And so the question is from this piece is which one would you rather be right now? And he says, my money says the evil party will find a way out of the Trump Biden dilemma said, put it this way. The party that nominates someone other than these two will win the decisive votes of independence and the election. The Republicans look locked into their forget the independence choice, but he doesn't think Democrats are. Hmm. So I can lay this out the way he lays it out and see what you think. Yeah, okay. sure. I mean, it's just a think piece. Yeah. Right. I think it's an interesting conversation. It's not to tick anybody off. It's just, okay, does he have a point or not? said, it's difficult to disagree with the assumption that the multiple prosecutions are ensuring Donald Trump's nomination. Virtually every event related to the four indictments ratchets up the Republican rage meter another several points for Trump. And when he yep. says that, I think about myself, and it's true. It's like, this is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. He said, you knew the Trump mugshot was going to be worth millions the moment you saw it said the support for Mr. Trump is overwhelmingly an emotional rush and blood feud. Uh, maybe for some people. Well, I, I think there are a lot of people who genuinely liked what Donald Trump did as president and would like to see him get a second shot at it, though. There are. There are a lot of people that in February of 2021 were done with him, yeah. but have come back around. Yeah. Well, Trump has perfected the us versus them strategy. Yeah, this. I mean, dude, he won with it over Hillary Clinton, and he very well may do it again. Maybe, and, and but, this but just reinforces that it galvanizes people who are already there around him. I'll tell you what it says. Okay, I'll get I'll get to the biggest point, and it's okay. my my fear that I've stated before. I don't know that he can get the independence, and I don't know that he can get the suburban women that he had before. I don't know if he can ever get them back. And but enough of them sit out this election, which they may do. They'll probably go vote. But listen, man, the fear is this. 
Think about if you only get your news from certain sources that you will never turn on anything right-leaning at all, okay? Say it's just, well, you know, I'll watch whatever from NBC. I'll, I'll see a little bit of the morning news show, and I'll see some things online, and it's Gavin Newsom. Think about how much media's going to protect that guy if it ends up to be him, or even Biden, and how much they demonize Trump through all of these different court cases. How brutal that's going to be. You look at the polling right now for Trump with independence. It's not good. That's the biggest problem. And you got to have those people to vote for you to win the election. And back to David's initial point, I suppose there will be a lot of people that will just vote against Trump. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not necessarily for Biden. That's it. Mm-hmm. If, if Trump ends up to be president again, great. Love to see it. But that's my fear. I'm just mm-hmm. being honest. Right. No, I get it. Um. And he says in this piece, okay, it's probably going to be Trump the way it looks. But you get to, like, February and say Trump wins Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and he has a lock. That's when the Democrats will have another Clyburn moment, meaning it was in 2020 when all of a sudden you had Jim Clyburn, South Carolina rep, the power broker. Yeah. So basically, you know, Joe just can't do this anymore, and we hate to see him have to bow out right now. But we got to have an open primary, which gets you away from the Kamala Harris issue. And then, as this guy writes, it could be Gavin Newsom, but it could be some of these other Democratic governors. Boy, Newsom's got a run on his record, though, and it's abysmal. Uh, it doesn't that doesn't matter? You don't think so? I mean, no, it doesn't. No, because media will protect him. They Golly. will absolutely, dude. They ran cover for a guy who couldn't speak. I'm not talking about Joe Biden. I'm talking about John Fetterman. Fetterman. They did. And the one Think time a mainstream journalist actually said, yeah, he had to use you know closed captioning because he couldn't understand what I was saying, and our conversation was a little difficult. Dasha Burns, was the that's the name of the reporter who did that. She got yeah. buried by her own colleagues, by people who work with her at NBC. Yeah. And as it says, Democrats don't have to win big. They just have to win. And if it's him or Gretchen Whitmer or Roy Cooper. Oh, God. I know. It just gets worse. They're all protected. Oh, my God. That's what happens when you don't have an honest media. So that's that's the fear. I heard another name rattling around again yesterday, and that's J.B. Pritzker. Yeah. That'll never happen. I, no. I'm with you there. Dave. I don't think that's where the either. line yeah. gets crossed. Oh, but you know, messed up state, garbage politician. Yeah, yeah, very welcome. <laughs> oh, switching gears, story. Well, for our friends in Kenosha, probably well aware of this, but Kyle Rittenhouse is being sued by the estate of Joseph Rosenbaum. Here we go again. Okay, it's sued all the time. I know this is the crazy thing, right? Um. A jury decided he acted in self-defense, obviously, found him not guilty on all charges, but then you have these people suing him. Yep. Earlier this year, it was Gage, how do you pronounce his last name, David? Grosskreutz? Oh, Grosskreutz. Uh, yeah, there you. you go. Hey, see, you're getting forgetful there, Millennial. I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sort of dropped out there for a minute. Yeah, he was going through his head like, why do I say that? Mm, what was that? Yeah. I don't know. If you remember, he had the loaded Glock. Yeah, yeah. Point at Rittenhouse. Yeah. And, and when he had his hands up, Rittenhouse didn't shoot him as soon as he was starting to point at him. That's when he got shot. Yeah, and then his arm got turned into Hormel Chili. It did. <laughs> so he 
He's suing him, and now it's the estate of Joseph Rosenbaum. A really bad guy, this guy. Was it? Yes. Was this Horrible the diddler? human being. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, wife beater, diddler, yeah. you know, this guy had, I mean, everything bad. Well, and so in the suit, it talks about um, that there was no reason for Rittenhouse to shoot <laughs> Rosenbaum. Uh-huh. Yes, not a danger to himself or others, and Rittenhouse used unjustified excessive force in shooting and killing him. By by running away? and I mean, you want to talk about all the uh, the nuances of self-defense shooting. I mean, Kyle Rittenhouse, it was demonstrated, even by the New York Times, not long after it happened. And then in a court of law, it was demonstrated, no, he did everything possible to avoid a deadly conver- uh, confrontation. He retreated, and then got cornered. What do you so do? How does this? How does this not just get thrown out? It, it really should. I mean, th- this is ridiculous. No, you can sue anybody for anything. Yeah. So, but in this piece, where do I see this hot air? It, it talks about in the suit. You know, it leaves out a tremendous amount of information about what happened that night and about Joseph Rosenbaum, and it goes into a lot of what you guys were just talking about. Um, stay in prison was a long list of problems. He got out, was living as a homeless person on the street with a girlfriend. July 18th, 2020, got angry after his fiance discovered porn on his phone. He started shouting at her, got violent, body slammed her into the floor, leaving her with bruises and bleeding from the mouth. There was another person present for that violent part of the altercation, so there was a third-party witness, confirmed the account. He was arrested out a couple days later. No. And it goes on and on and on, not to mention... He was sentenced to a decade in prison for child molestation. Well, uh, but no, Joy Reid on MSNBC said he was just a good guy there uh, upholding the value of black lives. That's right. Oh, yeah. These are horrible people. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, yeah. All the way around. Yep. Okay. You have a story about Prince Harry, Dave. I do. We haven't had a chance to get to this yet. I, it's eye-roll-inducing, so take your Excedrin. Um, right. Prince Harry is still on the Respect My Privacy media tour with a new Netflix documentary exploring his trauma. Because apparently we haven't explored his trauma enough. Jeez. I hear uh, he's got new hair, too. Is that true? He's got the plugs. He's got yeah, some plugs going. Kind of looks yeah. like it, yeah. We should have did that a long time ago, Scott. I know. Too anyway. late now. Now, now he said before, and I, I don't have any reason to doubt this, that he suffered from PTSD after doing two tours in Afghanistan. But okay. in this interview, he says it was made worse because he lost his mom back when he was 12. Uh, and all of that started coming out as he, was, uh, as he had come back from Afghanistan and was slipping into depression. But in this documentary, he makes this ridiculous claim that he was a man on an island. Okay. The biggest struggle for me was the people, but no one around me really could help. I didn't have that support structure, that network, or that expert advice to identify what was actually going on with me. I was only a member of the royal family. No support whatsoever. People are insufferable. Okay. No expert to help me. Uh huh. That sounds like some woke crap, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Well, and, and just five years ago. Uh, sorry, uh, check that. Six years ago, he said his brother really did try to help him, but he wasn't in a place where he was able to accept help. This was during a podcast interview. What? Even when a loved one or someone really close to you comes up to you and says, look, I, I think you need to deal with this. It's all about timing. Yeah. And, you know, for me personally, you know, my, my brother, you know, bless him, he was a huge support to me and kept saying, 
you know, this is not right. This is not normal. You need to talk about stuff. It's okay. And it was, and it, the timing wasn't right. <laughs> Basically saying I wasn't ready to accept help, but also acknowledging that, no, my brother was there for me and he was trying to get me help. And now you flash forward a few years with that wet blanket of a wife that you got, and suddenly no one was willing to help him. <sighs> Golly, man. This is a classic case of a guy with the woman, and she completely wrecks his life. And, <laughs> I mean, it, it's true. This, this guy had the sweetest gig on the planet. She comes along and just right in the ditch. Here, everything's in the ditch now. Everything. He wasn't a stranger to dating women before that either. What I was it about? Well, her? I don't know. I don't. I can't it, wrap my head around that. You this, and I have talked about this ad nauseum. But I'm you know, convinced it's not a hotness thing. It is this. It's something else. And, right. Yes. Yes, I agree. Because any any woman, he could have had any woman. What she wants to bring to the world and her grand vision and all that. You yeah. See it all the time. Yes. And and yeah. she's the climber, and he doesn't realize it. Everybody tells him that, but he doesn't realize it. I mean, but he doesn't want to realize it. Imagine getting to a point though where you you're going to do a documentary, and I'm talking about the initial documentary that he and his horrible wife have done, where she's just absolutely roasting your dead grandmother. Yes. In front yeah. of you. Yes. And you're just supposed to, like, smile and nod along to it. That's crazy. your entire family <laughs> in front of you. If he... And you just you just look at him. I know, not man. Afraid to say anything. If he ever needed an expert, now is the time. Oh, my God. I suggest Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yes. So you need to grow a pair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Golly. Yeah, that's something. Wow. Okay, much more to get to. Oh, my goodness. Did you hear this ACLU story about what they want to do for this male prisoner? That and much more coming up. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Okay, we got to get to this story, man. This male prisoner who murdered a baby. Okay, he's 41 years old now. Been in jail for years. Mm-hmm. Identifies as female. Oh, yeah. Started taking some drugs a couple of years ago. Uh, once a vagina now. And you know who thinks taxpayers should pay for it? No. The ACLU. Of course well, they do. Go pound sand, ACLU. No. Okay, isn't that like end game for the ACLU? No. Yeah, well, that that's an organization that has really lost its way. Because now, now it's just hard left. It's not... I mean, when's the last time that they actually really went out on a limb for any sort of conservative cause or any sort of uh, non-liberal uh, 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 effort? It's I have no idea. It's hard to find those examples. They are a left-wing organization through and through at this point. It's like with every year, it's something else more ridiculous. Yeah. And when I see that, and then I heard the story, like, isn't that where people are like, okay? You've crossed it now. Yeah. Yeah, like you're done. This is just absolutely ridiculous. What's a vagina cost these days? I'm not quite sure. No. To be honest. With inflation and all of it. (laughs) Now, I will say this. This is a guy who murdered a baby. 11 months old, strangled the baby. Okay. I mean, I'm fine with a taxpayer-funded D. Johnsoning of the guy. Oh but, yeah, I mean, but then just, are you going to do the rebuild? That's it. Well, hell, build no. back better. No, we'll we'll demolish it. We'll you know, we'll, okay, we'll just get a cleaver and just have somebody with a tourniquet. Right. 
you know, stand by, but I'm fine with that. I'll pay for it personally. By the way, in a related story, and I forget the percentage now, I don't have the story in front of me. The amount of male prisoners that are identifying as female has skyrocketed. Dude, it's a hell you crazy. say. <laughs> and what? you know, a majority of them are sex offenders. Yes. Yeah. Let's have you them saw with the, the story? Women. Yeah. That was predicted by, I don't know, everybody. Yeah, anyone with common sense. It's like, especially if you're talking about rapists and child molesters and all that. Well, yeah, of course, if the door is open for them to get out of the men's prison, well, they'll yeah. do it. Of, of course, course they will. It's the only thing in the world where you can proclaim you are something, even though you're not. And it's granted. I'm a brain surgeon. They're not going to let you operate on somebody. <laughs> what happened yeah. to protect uh, women? I, I don't. Th- well, that's getting a, raped in prison. That's a great question. Women are being women are being scrubbed. That's crazy. I man. mean, they just are. All right. On a lighter note, but it's gonna. Well, people are ticked about this. Not to the same amount of that story. You know, it used to be the HBO Max channel, and then the yeah. app. Oh yeah. And now it's just Max. Yeah. Right. Streaming service. They might add CNN news alerts that oh pop God. up as you're watching whatever content. <laughs> Worth it. How do, you, how do you make sex in the city more insufferable? Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> right. Exactly. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay. Biggest story of the day. Uh, biggest story of the day. I, I, I tend to think it's that 61% of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck, according to a, a, a new survey on this, as we're being told that Bidenomics is working. Um, and also that the White House is literally claiming right now, despite all evidence to the contrary, that they are stopping the flow of people coming across the border. Unbelievable. It, They've lied just, about this for two and a half years. Lying. Again, yeah. just say something. It's not true. I mean, no, I know. It's frustrating. It's so frustrating. It, so many of these things are yeah. frustrating. Okay. we got to get to a news update. You got your big three of the day? Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we made bets last week after the Republican debate. Got to settle up. Next. All right, then. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. All right, we got to get to your trifecta, Scott. Before that, the news update. And we're looking at the polling right now. This is a week after the Republican debate. And we made predictions about what we thought would happen. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, this is, again, we, we set the terms and we had made bets on this based off of the realclearpolitics.com uh, average of all polls. Right. You, you, you know, you can cherry pick one or the other, and it, no, that, that's just messy. We try to look at the, the broader view of this. And you had thought that uh, Vivek Ramaswamy would get up to at least 10 points in the polls yes. uh, on that. Um, and I bet uh, both you and Scott that he would not. I, I didn't think he would. Um, the Real Clear Politics average had him going down point one, so he's at, he's at seven four or seven three, I should say, right now uh, on the average. DeSantis dropped by like half a point, and part of that's because Nikki Haley had a nice little bump there. Uh, so did Mike Pence. One point. I mean. But when everything is up and down by point one or one point, then that's kind of just where that support went in the early polling. Yeah, nice. Within the margin of error. Nice bump mm. from 3.9 to 4.9. Well, 
it's it's better than going down. It is. Yes, we and, had a bet on that too, but we've decided to go all square on that one, Scott. Yeah. Okay. But, so it, I mean, nothing else, though. I mean, I'm sure Asa Hutchinson. What he get a 21? <laughs> no, I mean Minus it really 21. <laughs> it is still Trump versus everybody else. Although yeah. uh, Trump has gone down a little bit. Again, it's all within basically a point. But uh, Trump's polling, on average, has gone down, and I think that's because other people who maybe plugged in saw other uh, potential candidates and thought, well, maybe there are other avenues we could go down. And that's, to me, always been the biggest vulnerability of Trump skipping the debates. True. That is true. But again, when you're at, what is it now, 53.6%? Yeah. Yes. On the average, who cares if you drop one or two points? That's so true. One piece of breaking news that just happened. Uh, Mitch McConnell's doctor has cleared him to continue with his schedule. Really? How is that possible? I mean, honest to gosh, how is that possible? So, yeah, if if somehow you missed it along the way, Mitch McConnell, the top Republican in the Senate, has had a second public just complete meltdown where he he froze up mid-sentence. And just stares into space. Yeah, like he's gripping the podium, and it's just it's unsettling to watch when you see it. And there's a lot of questions about well, what happened here? They're not saying what's going on. Um, there's speculation about like Parkinson's, maybe, or maybe this is a they're like mini seizures that are happening as a result of a fall that he had back in March, maybe. But there, but but yeah, the whole thing of like yeah, he's clear, he's good to go. Boy, that's kind of weird because publicly he's completely frozen up twice in a month. Yeah. Well, and we had this clip earlier, if you happen to miss it, Dr. Mark Siegel, who's on Fox, was talking about it. In medicine, we use some term called the differential diagnosis. And I have to tell you, at the top of that list, and again, I haven't examined them and I don't have any background on this, except I've talked to some people in Congress and in the Senate, would be Parkinson's disease because that in its later stages can give you a freeze. And it can also explain why no one around him in these freezes is panicking and saying this could be a stroke, this could be a seizure. It could be those things, too, by the way. But again, then you would rush him into immediate treatment and analysis you do an MRI you would do an EEG to see if it could be a seizure but if it's Parkinson's again I'm not saying that's what it is but I think what's really striking here is that alarm bells didn't immediately go off among medical personnel around well so if that's it then a doctor could clear his schedule yeah if he's right yeah I suppose yeah that but what the attending physician at the Capitol has said is that it was lightheadedness that he suffered. I, I don't know what we're doing. What and are we doing? They here? say that. Well, that, <laughs> it's, it's denial I mean, and lies, well, which is DC, man. And yeah. does it weird? If you'll, if you've seen the video too, there's a portion of it when he freezes up, and then he does like a weird smile. Yeah. Have, it, did it, you notice that it was yeah. just a really eerie, it's another like eerie part of the whole. Everything thing. kind of seizes up, and they're saying, yeah. well, it's not uncommon because he had a concussion five months ago, and so. Well, then tell kinda, us that. Well, that that and that's what the attending physician is saying that it's it's related to a concussion and dehydration, but I don't know, man. That it, to, to okay. Dr. Siegel's point, I think it's a great point when you don't have people actually, you know, not like kind of desperate to make sure he's okay. They just roll with it. Mm-hmm. That tells me it, that's not a concussion thing. 
Right. Exactly. That's that's a pretty normal state of affairs for him, which is, you know, it's sad. I don't want to see anybody go through it, but it, I'm, it doesn't look like they're being honest about what's really happening. Agreed. Okay. Before we get to your trifecta. Yeah. As far as the bets that we have, we have one other cleanup. Oh, okay. Part of this that we got to do before we move on. Um, there was a bet because we keep the schedule on these and check in uh, that expired July 1st. Um, that bet was Kamala Harris would be president by then. Mm-hmm. David, you had bet $5. She would be. Robin said she wouldn't. Yeah. Well, so Robin's got that five right back there. Yeah. It was a good bet. I, I know both of us, you and me, Jamie, had bet Scott that in one form or another, Joe Biden wouldn't be president anymore by this point, because that's what it was looking like last fall. Uh, November 17th, yes. Robin said that Joe would still be president. You said no. Yeah. I think that one's coming up. Um, and I don't know if you want to pay me up on this one. Kim Kardashian running for president 2024. Well, That's a $10 bet, actually. We don't we don't know yet. So you're just going to hold out until the very end, like her passing the boards, yes. which was more money for me. So that the current tally is this. Uh, Robbins, you owe me 45. Gosh, dang. Uh, you owe DVC 10. DVC, after I lost that $5 bet, is down to 50 that you owe me. But that could go up to 60 unless Kim and her behind run for president. That's the vice president. That's Yeah, that's the caboose. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It would be running together. I'll, I'll tell you, man, Pete Davidson would make an excellent secretary of state. All right. You want to go ahead and throw another 15 on that? Just asking. Wow. Asking for a friend. That guy knows how to make connections, okay? <laughs> Look at who he's won over. That's what I'm saying. With a marginal amount of anything, right? Yes. But they never have him stick around. No. Never. Okay, now it's time. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, the Scott Robbins top three stories of the day. Always helped by his hero, Pete Davidson. I mean, <laughs> I'm Casey Kasem. Hi, Casey. <laughs> Yes. I don't want to be insane. I'm ready. Like that. Okay. Three. <laughs> Number three. Uh, this is an interesting question. MSNBC's Stephanie Rule, before she became a mouthpiece, uh, mouthpiece for the radical left, she was a financial reporter, and she still does some financial news uh, yeah. analysis and whatnot. And she's accused of helping pump up the stock of Under Armour using this her is... position as, an, as a news anchor. Yeah, this wow. is pretty fascinating. Under Armour founder, a guy named Kevin Plank, gave television anchor Stephanie Rule a private phone with a special email address to communicate with him. He sent her confidential financial information about his the sportswear maker and enlisted her to help refute concerns about slumping sales. Now, this is according to newly released documents. Plank and Rule were questioned by lawyers earlier this year in connection with shareholder lawsuit. Portions of their depositions and some of their emails were recently unsealed. The documents provide new insights into their close ties and her unusual role as his advisor, which the Wall Street Journal first reported in 2019. Plank and Rule corresponded regularly and at all hours of the day and night, according to these documents. 
In 2016, Plank sent Rule what he described as a secret recording he made of a conversation he just had with another top executive at Under Armour. Earlier that year, then-Bloomberg anchor advised Under Armour to give internal data to Bloomberg's competitors to manage negative publicity. So, so, okay. so he's buying okay. off somebody who's doling out financial advice yeah. with Bloomberg to, uh, to help his position. You wonder how often that happens. Damn, I bet it's man. A, bet it's a lot, don't you suppose? Now, there may be nothing to the, any of this. I don't know. But it sure smells right now. Oh. Holy cow. I mean, if they have the emails and all that stuff, I mean, that's... Well, they say they do. That, that, does, that does sound like some violations. Jeez, man, yeah. Issues. Would you be shocked in the least... Just asking the question. Oh, if she. Oh, absolutely not. No. Okay. Um, no. No. I'm oh, disappointed. I, I think absolutely. <laughs> I think. I think absolutely. I mean, Martha Stewart's got to be over there going, "Hey, you sent my ass to prison." Yeah, oh, yeah. dude. Right. You've seen her in her current role. Oh yeah. She's proven she's a shill. Oh sure. So that's why I guess I'm not surprised. Yeah. We're getting closer and closer to number one. He's got Robin Stephanie, we're gonna have a banner year. Up to number two. Uh huh. Uh, California Mall is now requiring IDs for underage uh, shoppers. They're tired of the garbage. California Shopping Mall will now require unaccompanied minors to wear lanyards with their IDs on it after a brawl over the weekend forced them all to shut down. Asking people to have ID? That's freaking racist! Uh, That's what I thought. How dare you? Several fights broke out right after 6 o'clock at Moreno Valley Mall. That's east of L.A., on Sunday, resulting in all the authorities being called in to help security break up all the altercations. No weapons were used in the scuffles, according to mall management, but blood was shed all over the place. The mall's movie theater was offering $4 tickets to celebrate National Cinema Day. Hundreds of people showed up at the shopping center to take advantage of this, and of course, the fights broke out after that. And they're having trouble IDing people, so they're saying, hey, we're going to do this. You're going to wear a tag with your name on it, and it's going to be an ID number attached to it. We're going to know who you are when you walk into the mall. Awful profiling. That makes Jim Crow look like James Avery, okay? (laughs) That's (laughs) 5.0 as far as Jim Crow goes, I would say. Say it again. 5.0. bigger than Jim Eagle. (laughs) Absolutely. Recall. This guy Robbins trifecta. Top three of the day up to number one. Number one, Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, horrible person, is being asked to do something. Yeah, yes. Uh, the Democrats continue to run with the Republicans are banning books. Lie after lie after lie. Miguel Cardona has gone with the book limiting angle and says that harming students' knowledge and perspective is exactly what it's doing. He said in a tweet, books teach our students tolerance. When we limit our books on our student shelves, we limit their knowledge and perspective. Tolerance? Well, they're talking about books with gay sex, uh, dude. I know Well, it. and yeah, and, and not... Yeah, it's very graphic things. I mean, yes. Yeah, just a, a you know periodic reminder here. When they accuse you of that, they're referring to the pornographic books which are offered to kids in schools. We all know this, right? Yes. We all know what's going on here. So this suggestion has come up and it's been mentioned many, many times on this show. But people are now banging the drum. Mr. Secretary, you should stand up and read these books out loud from your podium. We'd all love to hear what you think we're banning. No, we had that clip the other day. This is just out of control. Yeah. And the point is brought up to me several times, you know, because you will have the people that push back and say, you're just homophobic and anti-LGBTQ. Dude, it wouldn't matter. 
If it was heterosexual sex, it's no, keep no. it out of the school. It's not about gay sex or heterosexual yeah, sex. It, it's about the content. It's about the sex involved. Uh, yeah, and it's it, there is no like, you know, artistic nuance even in the description. No, no I mean it's not. very, very graphic. Right. That is being described, and, and you're right. Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's heterosexual or, or, or gay or anything else. It's it's like no, it's that clearly does not belong in a grade school. Come on. Well, yeah. this will sound dated. Okay, but that part that was read at that school board meeting, yeah, that was like old penthouse forum stuff, mm-hmm. man. Oh yeah, well, yeah. I mean, y'all, you were that in school? You actually yeah. cut out of the clip before we even ended it because it got dude. It was over of, the edge. Uh, I'm getting people go, "What are you doing?" Well, if you read it out loud, you get kicked out of the school board meeting. Yeah, which proves everything exactly. And there you have it. Yes, put it on TV. Have uh, yeah, yeah, you know, mainstream media record every bit of it. I want to see Jake Tapper reading it. Yes. This is art. (laughs) Go ahead. Knock yourself out. Oh, my goodness. What's his last name? Anyway. All right. We got to get to a news update. And Nimrod's in the news. A doozy today. Straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Before we get to Nimrod's, saw this earlier. This is an amazing stat to me that I hadn't heard before, and I don't know if you have. Okay, single-parent households in the United States, we're at 30%, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you're wondering why is this getting brought up, well, Vivek Ramaswamy is making this a campaign issue. He said the nuclear family is the best form of government. That drives some people crazy. But he's talked about a crisis of fatherlessness. So they're putting the stats out there. So in the United States, 30% are single-parent households. You know what it is? It is in the rest of the world? I don't know. I, oh, I have gosh. no frame of it's reference. 30% here. Well, okay, closest to. David, go first. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about like war-torn areas where there are a lot of orphans. Um, so I would say it's uh, at 40% on average. I'll, I'll say 42%. You know what's interesting? What's that? Earlier when I mentioned this, you said 8%, Scott, and you've now gone to 42, so you were taking well, the over? Well, I, I had to rethink the question, yeah. All right. It's actually 7%. Mm, I was right, more right the first time when I didn't understand the question. <laughs> and you end up losing. Damn. 7% single parent household in the rest of the world? Wow. Holy smokes, and man. it's 30% here. Yes. Wow. And well, we're going to go to the rest of the world and tell them how it's done. Well, the... The women don't know that they can have it all in those. <laughs> right, we got to get the Nimrod. Wow, when the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right, Nimrods in the news. This is Florida, Vero Beach. 30-year-old guy, Rashad McGriff, arrested. He attacked his girlfriend. Not cool. Mm. She was making fun of him for being tiny, if you know what I mean. Oh, no. Yeah, they share three kids together. She's 12 years older, but said, well, you're so tiny. And then he lost it. Oh, man. And that's Nimrod's in the news.